Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do, so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Hey there, how are you? No, not them. You. How are you? I just wanted to thank you for listening to Sharp. Not all the other listeners, just you. Whether you're listening in the car, in the gym, sitting down or doing something, I hope this series is going to help you get into some even better habits. In episode 5, we opened up the subject of habits. We looked at a couple of podcasts where you can get information on habits as well as looking at other useful content to help you get sharper. We introduced the idea of baby steps, breaking the thing that you want to do into its simplest components so it's almost hard not to do them. For Lisa, that was just opening her laptop for seven nights to start to hardwire that habit. This week, we're going to stay with habits, look at some apps and some online resource to help us. But first, what would you say if I said Akitu? Well, you could be forgiven for saying bless you or Gesundheit, but actually, Akitu was said to be the spring festival carried out in ancient Mesopotamia. Described as a huge 12-day religious festival where the Babylonians were said to make promises to the gods to pay their debts and return any objects that they'd borrowed, it is said by some to be the predecessor to our New Year's resolutions. Some 4,000 years later, we start the year by setting ourselves up, unfortunately, for failure. A bit of research will show you that less than 10% of New Year's resolutions get much further than the end of February. The problem is that resolutions are made in a spirit that makes us feel like we can take on the world. Our motivation is strong, often because what didn't work in the previous year is clear and recent, or because our bellies are still full, or our tummies are a little flabby. So we set huge goals, stretching resolutions that often involve attempts to completely change our exercise routines, our eating or drinking habits, or where we're going to be by next December the 31st. Now, of course, there's nothing wrong with setting goals, even stretching ones. But if you're not clear on what the first step is, then often that goal stays on that bit of paper or in that electronic document. So why do we struggle? Well, let's look at the classic gym membership. According to a YouGov poll in 2015, 33% of people who made New Year's resolutions wanted to get fitter. Yet, according to Sport England, regular gym goers make up less than 10% of the population. Gold's Gym says its traffic jumps by 40% between December and January, yet according to Planet Money, half of the people who sign up for gym membership never go. But there is an approach which can work. Instead of going flat out and aiming to go to the gym every day and work out for an hour, why not aim to go three times a week, but just work out for five minutes? Now that might seem counterintuitive, but think about it. If you're going to go to the gym as a new activity, it involves a number of steps. You've got to decide where to go. You've got to work out what you want to use it for. Are you going to do aerobic exercise, free weights or swimming? You've got to get your gym gear ready. And of course, you've got to wash it. You've got to travel there in the morning before work or travel in the evening after work. And if it's a new venture, then there's likely to be a cost that you've not had to make previously. And all that before you lift a single weight or step on the treadmill. Now you might think that after all that, you might as well put in an hour's work. But remember what we learned about habits. They get hardwired when they're easy to do and the reward is good. So if you make all this change, follow all these new steps and then reward yourself by being worn out with an hour's workout, 
and often not seeing any immediate benefit, then it's not surprising it doesn't last. An alternative is to get the hard wiring set up with the easier routines first. So set up the direct debit payment, get your gym gear, and then make the trip after work. Then do an easy workout, five minutes. It'll make you want to do more, but hold back for a couple of weeks until the routine is hardwired and then build your workout once the routine is established. Remember, we learned last week that habits are formed of three parts, a cue, a routine, and a reward. We also learned that if we want to change our behaviour, there are three elements, how motivated we are, how easy the thing is to do or our ability to do it, and what triggers it. So in our gym scenario, by simplifying the routine, making it easier to do, and making the reward less onerous to achieve, we've got a fighting chance. It's the same with Lisa's problem with working on the website. The routine now is just to open the laptop. Simple. The reward? Well, she feels like she's still getting a chunk of her downtime after the busy day, because at this stage, the downtime isn't significantly interrupted. What about the queue? There's a lot of food places there you go. to visit, and the place I'm going to take you to now is one of the oldest, actually. It's over in the wilderness, but there's Go on, okay, have a look at this. This is the uh, two winning lists that are going Here you go. Then you've got to shut it. 300 years old. It's the Queen's grocer. He is only neighbours for miles. Here we go. Is it time yet to actually start doing something? No, you have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> well, this is where this week's app recommendations come in. In this situation, I've been the queue prompting Lisa to open it. And obviously, we've set it up to illustrate a point, although, interestingly, it does seem to be working. But what if I'm not around, or, importantly, if you want to take control yourself and not feel like you're relying on someone else? Well, there are some great apps out there to provide the cue and sometimes even the reward. The good thing about apps is that they can set reminders, they can show you how you're progressing, and they're always there. Two which I like are Coach.me and Loop Habit Tracker. I'll put the links in the show notes. There are a lot out there, but I've chosen these two because they're a little bit different in how they do things. They both provide the cue. They can set reminders for the particular habit that you're trying to form. Coach.me is available on Android and Apple platforms, and it's the more sophisticated of the two. It works by linking you to different communities and helping you to interact with other people that might be doing the same things as you. Now, you can go it alone with Coach.me, but its strength is in how it makes you feel like you're part of a community. They give you suggested areas to work on, like get fit, or improve happiness and relationships, or be productive. So let's say you choose happiness and relationships. Once you go into that section, then you've got suggestions. One habit option is keep in touch with friends, or there's spend quality time with my children, listen more than talk, or call mum and dad, and so on. The good thing is that for each habit, people ask questions, so if you're struggling or you want inspiration, then other people's experience can help you. So it's really simple. You select a habit either from an existing group or from your own choice. You set the privacy, so this sets out whether or not your progress is going to be public and visible by other people or not. You set a weekly target, so how many days a week are you going to do this thing? And then you set your reminders, whether you're going to get a notification or a prompt. And that's it. Then coach.me will prompt you, record your progress, and it will show you how many other people are doing the same thing as well. 
You can export your progress as a spreadsheet if you really want to measure it, and you can even hire a coach. Obviously, there's a cost there, but if you're serious about it, then why not? I like the interaction of this app, which I think that really helps with the reward piece as well. The other one I mentioned is Loop Habit Tracker. That's currently only on Android. It's much simpler than Coach.me because it just tracks the habits, sets reminders, and has a simple, I think really elegant front page. If you prefer simple, but you're not on Android and you're on iOS, then try Habit Bull. It's more sophisticated than Loop Habit Tracker, but it's still clear and simple. And again, you can set the notifications or reminders, and it'll act as your cue. So that's just three apps. There's loads out there. And if you don't like the look of the ones I've recommended, then do some research on any comparison page and find the one that works for you. Of course, another online resource about habits worth looking at is YouTube. I found a nice talk from a bloke called Judson Brewer from the TED series of talks. He covers the strength of this reinforcement of the trigger and behaviour reward bit. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but here's a small snippet. So why is it so hard to pay attention? Well, studies show that even when we're really trying to pay attention to something, like maybe this talk, at some point about half of us will drift off into a daydream or have this urge to check our Twitter feed. So what's going on here? It turns out that we're fighting one of the most evolutionarily conserved learning processes currently known in science, one that's conserved back to the most basic nervous systems known to man. This reward-based learning process is called positive and negative reinforcement and basically goes like this. So, habits. We understand why we act like we do, because there's a cue, a routine and a reward. And we've learned how to make it more easy to change our behavior by thinking about the motivation, how easy the thing is to do and the trigger. So what we've got to do is break down the behavior and find the solutions. Let's say you've got a big presentation to do. Why do we find ourselves leaving it until the night before? Well, maybe the habit loop that we've set up is causing the procrastination. The cue is the feeling of how big a task it is. The routine, well, we go and do something else, like go onto Facebook or Instagram. The reward, well, we get two, actually. Firstly, we get to forget about this great big worrying presentation. Plus, we get a small hit of recognition or joy on the social media feed. So, knowing what we know now, we could break that presentation down into tiny steps. The first one could be just make a list of some of the things that you want to include. So to start with, just think about that, not anything else. Make it easy to do by spending only two minutes a day on it. Create a trigger, so maybe you could use the app. Then you can build the routine, so that goes back to just spending two minutes a day. By taking this approach, it feels to me like the reward, there was probably three rewards actually. You feel like you're making progress with a, a fairly small level of sacrifice. If you're using one of the interactive apps, you can see other people making progress and you build the streak of success if you're recording the progress because you can see that you've done three days in a row. So you really feel like you're motoring. So by the time that you work up to spending 20 to 30 minutes of time on it, you're already in the routine and the cue's working because you know that you're doing it regularly. So have a think about what other habits that you could form that might help. 
You could have a look at journaling, meditating, walking, learning a musical instrument, speaking Spanish, talking to your kids. The list is endless. You can use an app to measure them. You can watch some YouTube videos to inspire yourself. And you may never need to make a New Year's resolution again. Well, that's the end of episode six and the second in our series on habits. We've looked at how apps can help you build a routine, reminded ourselves on the importance of small steps and measuring our progress, and introduced YouTube as another resource to consider when working on getting better. As always, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We would be eternally grateful if you'd give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you did. Show notes are at www.sharppodcast.com. Please say hi to us on Twitter at Sharp Podcast. We'd love you to tell us what you like about the podcast so far and what you'd like to hear in the future. That's it. I'm off to record episode seven. Until then, you have a fabulous week. See you later, alligator. What's this? Go and have a cup of tea after you've recorded the podcast. Ah, cue, routine, reward.